When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. There we go, ladies and gentlemen, back with another episode of Offside Hockey Talk. Sitting beside me, you've seen him everywhere, the Cam Strick Podcast. Come on, you know this guy. It's Cam Jansen. Cam, what's going on? What's up, buddy? What's going on, man? I'm living the dream, man. Obviously, we got the Leafs and the Blues coming up yet again, so I wanted to get you on and talk some Leafs-Blues hockey. But before we jump into the Leafs and the Blues, there's a lot of uh, stuff that you used to deal with in your playing career, the unwritten rules, the stuff that, you know, guys should follow on the ice. I want to ask you about the unwritten rules, man. Is For you, when you were a player, did you enforce those? Did you let guys know on your team, hey, this is not something you do? Because I asked this question because a guy like uh, G, or G, Claude Giroux, for the uh, Senators, you could tell he was embarrassed by the ridley Gregg situation. Obviously, a guy who hasn't kind of earned his stripes in the NHL, Heard that from a few guys. There's also a few new guys who didn't have any issue with it. And we'll talk about that situation more in a moment. But for the unwritten rules of the game, did you enforce a lot of those? Let guys know, hey, that's not going to fly. What was that like for you? Well, yeah. I mean, that was – I wanted people to do stupid things so I could uh, go out there and be more relevant. Um, but it, it depends on what it is, right? Like unwritten rule, if you do something dirty that's going to injure a player or – you know, you take a slap shot after a whistle or you just keep chirping the bench and whatnot. Like, there's just different vari- variables of un- unwritten rules. You know, at the end of a game where you take a slap shot into an empty net, your best defenseman has to go out there and feel like he has to go cross-check the guy in the head just to make a statement, and they get suspended for five games. I just think that's ridiculous, you know. And I like Morgan Riley a lot. You know, there, there, there was probably 15 times throughout that whole game against the Senators where people probably did something – cross-check guys, hit a guy weird into the boards, and he didn't do anything then. But all of a sudden, at the very end of the game, you take a slap shot to an empty net, and now you're like, I'm freaked out. I got to do something. And now you're dinged for five games. Now, the Maple Leafs are playing good hockey now, and I kind of predicted that too. It's funny how that works. You know, you got guys out. I know guys were banged up and sick. Now you got Morgan Riley out, but now you're just – you're crushing teams. It's weird how hockey works. It's weird how teams come together when you know you have guys out, but – the unwritten rule stuff, man, it changes every year. So what if guys get a little cocky when they're young? I, I kind of like it. Now, I know Torts and some of the older guys don't, but as a as a fan and as a content creator like we are, 
Yeah. I want the I, I want crazy things to happen. I just don't want my best defenseman to get dinged for five games to try to like stick up for the uh, code, you know? Yeah. Well, we'll, let's talk about the Morgan Riley situation. Obviously for me, I've said this in the outset of the situation, it deserved a reaction, but the action he took was wrong. He had all the time in the world to skate over there, create a scrum, get everybody. You used to be into those, you know, get everybody involved in on the ice, have guys tossed out at the end of the game. You're not suspended then, but you've sent a message. Hey, you're not going to show us up. You're not going to rub it in our faces. And we're going to send a little message here for the next time that we play. By the way, guys, it won't be till next year because you're not making the playoffs. That's something you could have easily said in that scrum and just chirped it up a little bit, had some fun with it. But the action from Morgan Riley, obviously warranted a suspension. I don't know if five games is the number I would have gave him, but it is what it is. Obviously, the, the tinfoil hat people are thinking that Peros has it out for the Maple Leafs because obviously they're the most suspended team in his era. And he was, you know, they always show that picture of, Peros laying on the ice because of Colton Orr. Yeah. You know, it goes back to those things. But for me, I think Riley should have reacted. And, you know, the action he did was wrong. He should have did something else. But, I mean, why not a line brawl or even a line scrum? Because we don't get line brawls anymore. You know, well, how, about just whack him, how about just whack him in the back of the leg and, <clears throat> and give him a little face wash? Again, he didn't hurt anybody. He didn't shoot a puck at your goalie who wasn't paying attention after a whistle or something like that where – that deserves something. But in the game, he's not even mad about that. He's mad about losing the game. Yeah. So he all that frustration built up, and he's like, ah, oh, what do I do? There's a billion different things you can do, except cross-check him in the head. And I know it wasn't that hard, but he probably shouldn't get five, but he did. And you know what? Now he's marked. So if Morgan Riley catches somebody weird next game and maybe gets his elbow up, now he's a repeat offender. So yeah. he just put himself in a jam for really no reason. And, again, you, he could have went over there and just whacked the guy in the back of the leg and grabbed him, and then everybody kind of came in. And everybody And the fans would have been like, good job, Morgan, you did good. But now they're like, okay, you cross-checked him in the head with your weapon, and now you're going to get five games. We need you, dude. We're in a, we're in a jam here. we got to win games. You know what I mean? We need to make the playoffs. Not only make the playoffs, we need to go far in the playoffs because the fans in Toronto deserve that. they got to win with this, with this team that they have. And so that's the only thing I'm saying. And, again, I like Morgan Riley. And by the way, the George Peros thing, and that's, in my opinion, is ridiculous. He's an awesome guy, a very smart guy. I don't think he gives a damn whether it was a Colt Moore from Toronto. He fell and he hit his head off the ice. Like, it's not like he's pissed at the city for that. I think it's just a coincidence that guys get dinged. I know Kadri and whatnot, a couple other guys. I I think he was under the, I think he was in charge and Kadri got dinged. Kadri got dinged twice and then it was. Yeah, but that's Kadri. That's Kadri, though. Like, if Kadri was on a different team, he would have got dinged for that, too. So I I really think that's kind of far-fetched to think that George Peros has something out against the Maple Leafs. That's just my opinion. No, I mean, hey, it's fun to talk about, though. You talk about content creation. It's very easy to draw that line and say this is the reason why he does this and very easy to walk down that road. Um, You know, I asked this question here now, obviously, with the Maple Leafs. For you, in your playing career, if something like this happens, obviously it – right now appears they've rallied around what Riley did and they're winning games despite of the fact of losing their best defenseman. Does that affect a room? Does that galvanize a room, you know, coming together, sticking up for each other, sticking up for the crest, you know? I mean, you've seen it a little bit more in these past few games too. Guys being more physical, you know, guys actually hitting people, actually clearing the front of the net, getting in scrums, not taking the BS anymore. 
And I'm not saying that that one instance did that, but it looks a lot different these past three games without Morgan Riley than it has before. Well, I don't think that the players necessarily after that went down were like, gee, way to go, Morgan. You cross-checked him in the face. Like, yeah, okay, no, no, now no, you're going to get suspended. Yeah. So, But I do think that they're all coming together like, hey, we got to work extra hard now. The big boy's not back there controlling the play, controlling the power play, doing all kinds of different things throughout the game that he does. He gets more minutes than anybody. So I think that they came together, but eventually it's going to wear and tear on you because other guys are getting a lot more ice time. Some of the younger players are getting more ice time. So, yeah, everything's fine now, but I think it's going to wear off here soon at the end of his suspension where you're going to look back and be like, we need Morgan Riley, and we need him back in the lineup now. So, yeah, yeah it's cute and funny off the bat when you're, you're flying around, we're playing for him, but eventually you're going to wear yourself out because you don't have your big boy back there logging all those minutes. Now you got other kids placed in there that are, are playing more uh, more minutes that they probably shouldn't. And if they, eventually that's going to turn the other direction until he gets back. Yeah, you'll eventually get caught at a position with a guy that's mm-hmm. not used to playing those minutes or not used to playing such high level at that time. There's another situation I want to ask you about. Last night, we all know Ryan Reeves in the offseason. The guy loves to talk. He brings a big game. Everybody loves him for it. Uh, in the offseason, he talked about Rocco Gudis saying, hey, I'd love to see him try that with me here. Last night on the ice, Gudis fought Domi. Gudis went after Nyes, went after McMahon, but really didn't want to go with Ryan Reeves. And I asked the question here on this one, if you're going to do what he did to Joe Wool and you're Ryan Reeves saying you're going to respond to that, is the onus on Reeves or Gudis to get it done? And a lot of people said, well, why would he fight when it's 9-1 or 9-2? Well, Reeves challenged him at 3-1 and said, let's yeah. go, let's drop the mitts. So do you think that Gudis owed Reeves the dance, obviously trying to respond for what he did to Joe Wool? By the way, neither team, neither player afraid for the teams they're playing for right now when that happened. When you Gudis with the, the uh, Panthers, you had Ryan Reeves last year, not with the Maple Leafs, with the Minnesota Wild. But he wants to be a table setter for his guys and say, hey, listen, I'll show you that this guy won't do that again to our team. I think it goes both ways. <clears throat> I mean, Rocco Gudis plays a lot of minutes, man. He's a very important player. He's way more important than Ryan Reeves. And I love Reaver. No, yeah. I played with him. He took my job in St. Louis, but I still love him. Don't get me wrong. But, uh, but Rocco's like, no, I don't, I don't need to fight you. I'm going to catch somebody with their head down. I could play mean without having to deal with you. But if I'm Gudis, I would do it just to do it. But that's just me, and I'm crazy. Um, but I, I don't, either way, and I like what Reaver did. You don't need to go out there and take a penalty, but you need to stand there like, I'll go you. What are you going to do? And kind of let everybody know that I'm the big boy. I'm the man. I'll bag up anybody on that team. You better watch what you're doing. And not to mention, listen, when you challenge somebody to a fight, that only goes so far, meaning, yeah, I could beat you up in a fight. The guys are like, okay, I won't fight you. But when you can catch guys with their head down and hit consistently, hitting is the scariest thing going. If you're a hitter, that's what that's what scares people. So my chirps would be like, it wouldn't be when I played, I wouldn't be like, I'm gonna beat you up. I would say, I'm gonna catch one of you with your head down. Eventually, I'm gonna get one of you guys. You're gonna have your head up your ass come around that net, and I'm gonna get you. And the whole bench is like, oh boy. They knew I could. They knew I was fast enough to do that. So that's the scariest thing going. It's not necessarily knowing that you could beat somebody up. It's like, I'm going to hit somebody, and I'm going to hit them clean, and they're going to get rocked, and I might set them back. That's the scariest thing going. Yeah, no, that's one way to, to think about it differently for Ryan Reeves, who has caught a few guys this season 
especially earlier on in the season with their head down and rocked them. And then obviously had to respond with a fight. Well, he got hit the other night. I I know the Blues lost the other night to the Leafs. They got their ass kicked. And the Leafs had a great game. Um, But Nathan Walker caught him pretty good coming up the wall. That was was a little wake-up call. Sometimes you get hit, man. You might be the biggest guy on the ice. Sometimes you get hit like that. But again, when you talk about Reeves, I I do think that not everybody likes Reeves. I mean, he gets chirped more than anybody I know. If you go online, like he's getting bashed by everybody, so well, they yeah, might well, like him. Fans, like I put a yeah. video last night about him wanting to do the dance with Gudis, and Gudis yeah. kind of just tucking his tail and saying, "I'm not fighting you. No, it's not going to happen." You know, and everybody's saying, "Well, Ryan Reeves doesn't do anything else but that. All he does is talk, and the refs step in." Well, it's not on Revo to throw the ref out of the way and scrap a guy. No. You know, all he can do is if a guy wants to dance with him. But what he can be is that policeman on the ice. Saying, yeah. you're not going to do this. I'm here. Let me catch you, like you just said. Maybe I'll catch you with your head down, and then you'll be there thinking twice about doing something. There it is. You catch guys with their head down, man. That's the one way, because not everybody's going to fight you, but they, they cannot avoid hits. That's the thing. It's still the name of the game, man. You come around that net and somebody's chasing you. I used to dream of those hits. So <laughs> Reaver still ha- – yeah, dude. Reaver still has that in his back pocket, and that's the scariest thing going. Not beating people up, but hitting them consistently. Yeah, no, I mean, that's something the Leafs need a little bit more of. I mean, we got Benny finally dropping some hits. Caber's dropping some hits. So it's nice to see the Leafs haven't had that kind of style for a while, but it does translate well to the playoffs. Big time, dude. Different animal in the playoffs. And people do complain about, why is it a different game in the playoffs? And I look at it like, no, I like it. And I, I guess I'm I'm not I'm not really old school anymore. Like I'm adapting to everything. You would yeah. think that I'd be like, screw these guys are pansies. They're all yeah. No, I, I like the game right now, man. I do, but I like the playoff games better. I like how they still let it go in the playoffs. I I like how it's wild and <clears throat> a little bit crazy, and you put your whistle away. Like it's more entertaining. You got to think of the bigger picture. Yep. You know what I mean? For the NHL, the NHL doesn't do a very good job of marketing. They don't do a very good job of anything. They're kind of followers. You know, they don't know what to do in certain situations. We can't have this. We're going to have this. What are the other leagues doing? Like, that's kind of the NHL is kind of like the little brother looking up to everybody else. Yep. But the playoffs in the NHL, the one thing that, it, that even if you're not a hockey fan, you look at it like, wow, that's entertaining. They're crazy. It's wild. It's somewhat reckless. And maybe people can complain about that. But boy, oh boy, they're watching those playoff games. Even people in St. Louis, like they love the Blues, but sometimes they're on and off throughout the regular season. But the Blues are in the playoffs, the whole city's watching. Now, I'll ask you a question about the playoffs. When you get into that dance, is the intensity and just everything ratcheted up 900 more times? Because obviously every guy seems like they're so tightly wound that everything is either a response, the scrums are more, every hit means more, every response means more. Is that accurate? Are guys wound yeah. that tight for the playoffs? Yeah, but you have to be in control. Every game, every call, every penalty, every pass is so much more meaningful to where, yes, they're wound up, but they're also like, whoa, I can't take a stupid penalty and put my team in a jam, especially yep. you know when we're already down by you know a goal or whatever. You only got seven games, man. You lose four of those, you're done So, So, yes, the intensity is ratcheted high, and I love it. But also the discipline is too. Maybe you do get a shot and there's no call. You're not going to have that retaliation. Those refs are going to call that every time. So so teams are disciplined, 
but they're also highly in, more intense. And so it mixes, it's a great mixed bag full of entertainment, if that makes sense to you. No, it definitely does. A hundred percent does. Um, for me, I'll ask this question here. When a big name, so Morgan Riley out of the lease lineup, but there's been other names, John Tavares, Austin Matthews, go down the list. When a big name is out of your lineup and you're in that room, what do guys do? How does it feel? What is it like in that room? Okay, is it, okay, we're stepping up for this guy. We're doing this for this guy. Um, obviously now the Leafs right now, we are hard to go to Gio, lost his dad. You know, there's another thing, you know, let's, let's pound it a little harder for Gio here. But for you, when you lose a guy that's important to your lineup, what is the room like? And how do you overcome that? Because some teams can't. The big boys will come up in the locker room before the game, be like, all right. And they'll whack their stick down and be like, okay, so-and-so's gone. We got to stay. We got to We gotta pick it up. And a good leader would, would call guys out in a good way. Like, hey, we need you. You're going to get extra minutes. Let's go, baby. Let's go. So it's just a different feel. The older guys on the team will present a message that's intense in a locker room, a little bit more intense than a regular season. And you can see it in their eyes. And everybody's a little bit like wound up, just like you said. But the, the older guys and the leaders of teams will be like, no, we got to do it for him. Like, they'll make something out of out of something, right? Like, just like when teams – somebody says something. That's why Lou Lamarillo never wants you to talk to the media whenever there's a big game in the playoffs. Don't say anything. Even if you felt a certain way, just play it cool. They don't need any extra advantage. They don't need any bulletin board crap quote or whatever shut your mouth stay cool stay even keel do it on the ice every little thing uh teams especially in hockey we're so tight-knit man it's such a tight locker room in hockey you need everybody on that team four lines 60 goalie whatever so guys will step up more in the locker room verbally and get everybody pumped up and say we're doing it for him let's go let's go and everybody's like yeah 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 so there's ways to do it man but again you know referring back to Morgan Riley, yeah, the first couple games, you're like, let's go, let's go. But then maybe that third, fourth, fifth game, we're like, okay, we need him back because uh, that 20-year-old kid back there is starting to toe pick a little bit, and he got walked by some guys, and he's a little bit tired because he's not used to this. It's easy at first couple games, but once you get in there and you're playing 20 minutes for the first time four games in a row, that's when he starts slowing down. So your speeches before the game can only go so far when it comes to that. Stay in the lineup if you're a good player. We all know hockey games move fast, but with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL, you can score faster than anything on the ice. This week, new customers can bet 5 bucks and get 200 instantly in bonus bets. You want to check out the Flyers and Leafs tonight, lay a bet down? That may be the way to do it. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use the code THPN. New customers bet just 5 bucks on the NHL and get 200 instantly in bonus bets. Only on DraftKings Sportsbook with the code THPN. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net in New York. Call 877-8HOPE-NY or text 467-369 in Connecticut. Help is available for your problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccp.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill and Casino and Resort in Kansas. 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash hockey for eligibility and deposit restrictions. Terms and responsible gambling resources. NHL and the NHL Shield are registered trademarks of the National Hockey League. Copyright the NHL 2024. All rights are reserved. 
All right. Well, I want to ask you this one before we talk about the Leafs and Blues round two here. Should the Maple Leafs be looking to add this year? In your opinion, your 30,000-foot view, this team right here, obviously they bring in the Burts, the Domies, some guys to add a little juice and jam for the playoffs. And I think Burt will go off in the playoffs, just my opinion. I think that's where he's built for. But should this team bring stuff in and spend the assets with this roster? I'm always of the mind. If you have the big dogs like Matthews, Marner, Nylander, Tavares, you got to try to go for it. I would try to do as much as I can, dude. And listen, every situation is different. Who who are you getting rid of? Who's available? Who wants to be here? Who's this? Who's that? Who's that? So it's hard to be like in a broader scope of everything saying, yeah, do everything. Well, what does that mean? Okay, do we really want this guy who is okay, but maybe he'd be good in playoffs? Like you're still rolling the dice. But if I'm I'm the GM, I would try as much as I can to, to, to build a Stanley Cup contending team with the four core, five core that you have, I'll call it five. Yeah, well, um, Morgan Riley, for sure. Yeah, absolutely, Morgan yeah. Riley. Yeah, because he's part of that. Okay, so I would do as much as I can, but every trade is different. Like I don't know who's available, so it's, everything's different. Like if you got a big defenseman that can move the puck and can step up and hit you, like yeah, okay, maybe you want to get rid of uh, one of your young kids from this guy to move forward. But it just depends on what it is. You don't want to do be too crazy. Because these still these guys are still going to be with you for the next couple of years, one way or the other. So, you, but again, the time is now for the Leafs. It, yeah. it just is. The time is now. The time was last year. It's now, and hopefully, it's, uh, uh, next year as well. So, if I'm running the show there, I'm going to do as much as I can to put the best damn team I playoff team, yeah. the best playoff team I can on this ice, whatever that means. But again, you don't want to be too crazy with it because that could hinder you for next year as well. And it can go wrong, but I would, I would roll the dice on on trying to get as much as I possibly can, even if that is getting rid of a first rounder, even if that is getting rid of a kid that hasn't made it yet, that's maybe a year behind, and he's going to play in the NHL. But right now, you need an established defenseman. I would go for it, but that's just me. And I do a podcast. I'm not a GM. <laughs> I am the same thing, but I think the same way. I look at it and say, play, find someone to play with Morgan Riley. Move TJ yeah. Brody down. Limit his minutes a bit more so he's not so exposed. And then grab yourself. What's your deficiency right now? Your penalty kill. Go look at the best penalty kills in the league. Who's available? Snatch one. Get one. Get one. Get a centerman. Get whatever. Get somebody that's going to block shots with their face. That's going to bring energy. Like it's all about energy too in the playoffs. Just so you know, like oh, yeah. it's such a grind. Everybody's hurt. Everybody's like traveling every every other day. You're playing mean, hardcore games. You need mean players. You need players that are loud, that bring natural energy on the bench, on the ice, penalty kill, do the mean, dirty things that that just kind of get you to the next level when it comes to some of these games that are close. The guy that's going to sprawl and block a shot, like that kind of stuff. Who is that kid? Go get him. You know what I mean? Those are the, those are the players that take you over the edge in the playoffs big time yeah i remember those kind of players back in the early 2000s that was my heyday for the leafs you know danny markov was one guy that always would lay that body out no matter what he bruised bloody and battered go back out for his next shift no problem i wish no we had a guy like that right now benny's looking that way but the offensive flair that markov has it's not on benny but that's okay he's not there to score goals that's um, right <clears throat> so we got the leafs and blues tomorrow two o'clock game where I'm from, 1 o'clock game, I think, regular time. 
what is going to happen tomorrow? Obviously, the Blues are going to want to get a little revenge, obviously, playing so close together. The Leafs, for me, looking to keep it rolling. They just overtook Tampa for third in the Atlantic. They want to start to build a cushion there. So now for them, that pressure is higher. What is it for St. Louis tomorrow? What do they need to do, obviously, to lay it on the line for the Leafs tomorrow? Well, they certainly need to be better than they were against Nashville. And that was a – that's I, I, I consider games like what they did the other day when the Blues played Nashville, like that's a playoff game to me. You know yeah. what I mean? And they just they just didn't have it. They just didn't have it. So they're going to be pissed off. Drew Bannister is going to get them rocking and rolling. They're in this same kind of situation where Nashville just bumped up a little bit. The Kings won the other night. The Oilers won the other night. Everybody's winning. Okay, you can't rely on anybody to lose. You need to get points. You need to get points, and you need them now. You need to win these games. You need to establish points, moving on, moving on, because, hell, in, uh, in a week from now, they could be out of it if they lose three in a row. So this is playoff hockey. This is the dog days. You need to get going. The Blues are going to they're gonna bring their A game. They are. This is going to be a toe-to-toe fest, and I'm excited about watching it. It's a 12 o'clock game here, I thought, man. 12 o'clock yeah, game. No, for you, I'm on the East Coast. I'm out in Nova Yeah, Scotland. baby. The time oh, is trickling forward. So yeah. For me right now, it's one twenty-three. For you, it's twelve thirty. So yeah, it's always I'm always looking at my time and not thinking about anybody else's. So yeah, I um, love it. I love those early games. I know it's President's Day, but on a selfish way, I got my radio show. Then I got a podcast with Andy and I do. And so whenever I get home, the Blues are going to be playing the Leafs, and I'm going to sit back and probably barbecue a little bit and watch a a, a little afternoon hockey game that's going to be hopefully intense. It better be intense. Because these are crucial points. Well, it's crucial points either way. I mean, St. Louis sitting with 60 points right now. Like I said, the Leafs just got themselves back to third in the Atlantic. They want to stay there. Obviously, they're going to be pushing their ass to get what they need to get. Uh, But I think maybe tomorrow you might see a little Revo Walker reunion as well. Obviously, he probably took his number. He probably want to get him back. Not with a fight, but maybe with a hit. You know, just catch him, like you said. You know, keep that energy going. But I'm looking for a guy. I want Tyler Bertuzzi. To net another one. It looked like last night they were doing everything they could in that cookie game to get Bertuzzi on the board to get him rolling. I want to see Bert get one again and get something, get that mo going for him, man. I feel bad. Get that confidence. Get that confidence going. I know Austin Matthews on that play. He's sitting there, boom, 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 on the goal line, waiting, waiting, waiting. Bertuzzi steps out just a little bit, gets body position. Find my stick. Bertuzzi, put your stick on the ice, get body position, and they're going to find you. There's so much talent. Matthews is going to find you. Nylander, they're going to find you. Marner's going to find you. Get away, separate yourself, put that damn stick on the ice, and let them do the work. I, I, I Listen, I know I've had my ups and downs with the Toronto Maple Leafs fans throughout the years, but I am truly rooting for them. Like I am. I want them to succeed. It's been too long. They spend too much money at games. It's not easy to take your family to a Toronto Maple Leafs game. No. You haven't done much in decades. I'm rooting for them because of the fans. They deserve it. They do. Well, I want them to go far, obviously. It's better for content, like you know, going on a St. Louis Blues Cup run is fun, right? That run is wicked. Um, So we'll ask the last question. Who is your early Stanley Cup final, and why is it the Leafs and Oilers? (laughs) Wouldn't that be cool? Hey, I wouldn't even mind. No, again, I love Canada so much. I moved to Canada when I was 16, 17 years old as an American hillbilly boy from Eureka, Missouri, and they treated me so damn good everywhere I went. The fans, even the opposition fans, they were so good to me. My billets to everybody. I love Canada. I'll go up there and drink beer with all you guys, man. 
I love you all. I'm rooting for them. So if this is a, it's not really, I would say, good for hockey because you want a U.S. team in there to get more pub, I guess, throughout the yeah. states to generate more revenue, whatever the case is. But if I saw a McDavid Matthews final, that would. That wouldn't bother me at all, man. I'd be locked in watching every second of that. So who would I? Who do I think is going to be in? Ooh, dang, dude. I mean, it's hard to it's hard to not throw Vegas in there. Yeah, it's man, hard to not throw Vegas. Colorado in there, dude. It's hard not to throw Boston in there. You don't think Boston's going to have some say in this? You know, with the two what? goalies Boston's they have kind of flipping right now, though. They're on a little bit I'm of a just, dip. I know, but I'm just saying, like, I wouldn't count them out. Hell, I wouldn't count out the Florida Panthers. No, the Panthers They're are flying. Right now. Might be the wrong time to start surging, though. You know, you're right. Hey, Carolina, you, you don't, don't forget about them. Every so, year, everybody talks about Carolina. That D, man. It's just, oh. you, you. we don't know. I just, I wouldn't mind two big superstars. I would like two superstars going head-to-head. And if that's the case, it would be a Toronto and Edmonton, or it might be Winnipeg, or it might be Vancouver. You Canadians have options. You got <laughs> options this year, and good for you. I it's like seeing that. Time. I know it is about time, and they and, and Canadians deserve it. So I want one of these Canadian teams, one way or the other, to be involved. Yeah, it, it's hard for me to say I want Montreal or Ottawa involved, but anybody else on the other side, no problem. Go right ahead, get in there, make some noise, and have some fun. Um, get the country going, but an all Canadian final. Batman would be pulling his hair out. He would not. He, would. he has left anyways because he wouldn't like that. But uh, I would love to see that. Obviously, as a Leaf fan, yeah. but Cam, you're always so awesome, man. Every time I reach out to you, you're like, "Yeah, let's figure something out and get it done." So I appreciate it, man. Everybody, go check out the Cam and Strick podcast. But uh, yeah, man, appreciate you being on, and uh, I'll chirp you a little bit tomorrow if the Maple Leafs pick up another victory. Chirp me on Twitter. I'll get back at you. All right, my buddy. Well, thank you very much, ladies and gentlemen. This is Offside Hockey Talk, where the Maple Leafs and hockey come to talk.